Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the pillow that started it all. Get my standard my pillow, regularly $49.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Just like all of you, I've tried every pillow out there, and none of them work. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs, helps keep your neck aligned, and it holds its shape all night long, regardless of your sleep position. So you get the best sleep of your life. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing them to you for the lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.98. For a more custom fit, my premium queen for only $27.98. Or my premium king, only $34.98. My 60-day money-back guarantees it'll be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Saved a wretch like 
another edition of the patriot party podcast and again we have no no wait maybe on. it's no no it's frozen no it's nope. frozen it's yep. all jacked up yeah we're gonna have to do it again welcome back dang it oh every time uh, every time i told you we should try and go live during I the did. music you did i did it didn't work it didn't work. it didn't matter well anyway is it, uh, is it training it is it learning it no. no, I no. got a Buddhist right, off we're of close OBS. Real quick we'll and be come right, right back. back. You'll still be able to hear us, though. We just got to shut it down because it's stupid. And I hear you guys saying in the chat that there's all kinds of st stuff happening today. And I have to say that I don't know any of it because uh, I kind of detached from the world today. It's our youngest son's 11th birthday. So for his birthday, I cleaned his room. <laughs> Which is uh, which I thought was crazy, but he was really happy, actually. Yeah, because he knows dad's not going to yell at him. <laughs> he was thrilled. Although I did go into him and tell him, I said, if I see this room even get the littlest bit dirty, I will murder you. Son. Yeah, you he was like, this. I'm never going to let right. it get dirty I again. I said, yeah, I doubt that. Good. Yeah, I doubt All right. that. We're back anyway. Yeah. So there it goes. There it works. Yeah. 
We just have to close, shut down all the time. The beginning of every stream now. Anyway, with us tonight, uh, we do have Scott Shahara with us tonight. Yeah, and obviously that was, that was obviously a tribute to not only Grace, but obviously uh, Lisa, Lisa Marie, Marie Presley. Presley. And there's actually a, there's a, there's an interesting story to go along with that. So let's bring Scott in so he can tell us about it. Alrighty. Okay. We have no further ado. Ooh, How you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. That was, was quite a tribute that you had to Lisa Marie. Yeah, wasn't that great? I'm yeah. gonna try really hard not to cry, but I already feel it coming on. So um, yeah. this this is this is gonna be one of those shows. But I was telling Mick because I heard you on SGT report the other day um, after we scheduled this, um, yes. and uh, and I heard you tell a story about Grace and um, and Priscilla. Yes. Uh, why why don't you tell our listeners as because it's so heartwarming. It's so so happy. Yeah, it was. It's quite a special thing. But Grace, Grace was uh, a diehard Elvis fan. I mean, she knows all the trivia, and I mean, she she was. It was special, and she wrote a fan letter to Priscilla, care of Graceland, and Priscilla called her, and we in the letter she put my wife's cell phone, and she called Grace and invited us down to Graceland to meet, and so we made the trip and. Uh, we stayed at her new hotel, and and uh, her assistant arranged a beautiful uh, room for us to get together. We spent about forty five minutes with Priscilla, and and Grace and Priscilla became friends. They emailed each other back and forth regularly, and you know when <clears throat> our son Travis committed suicide, um, Priscilla really stepped up to the plate and 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 helped. She she talked with uh, with my wife Cindy. Uh, several times on the phone and you know then ultimately Lisa Marie's son Ben committed suicide um, and now Lisa Marie's gone you know which you know so we lost our daughter Grace and you know now Pris Priscilla lost her daughter Lisa Marie uh, so you know that it's pretty eerie the the comparisons and you know when Grace died um, I, I texted Priscilla's assistant and Priscilla called the very next morning and talk to my wife. And I mean, I was on the phone too, of course, but, uh, and she sent a beautiful flower or rose flower arrangement to Grace's funeral. Um, uh, she's, she's, uh, she's a real classy lady. And you know, I really, you know, you can't, you can't understand what a person is going through when they lose a daughter. And, you know, so she's, she's right in the throes of it right now. You know, this, yeah, and we we found out via Lisa Marie's Facebook page that she had been vaccinated three weeks before she had just gotten her booster. Yeah, and uh, okay, I didn't know that. I mean, this is news to me. We were yeah. wondering. I was like, I, I couldn't. I it was like, really, but another one. You know, anything, anything but the jab, anything but the vaccine. It was, you know, just it was climate change. Um, yeah. you know, they, they did go right away to making the comparisons with drugs and, you know, the heart condition of, of her grandmother and, uh, Elvis, you know, Elvis really didn't, you know, a heart condition ended up being the situation at the end, but, you know, they went right away to those comparisons. And so whenever I see that they did the same thing with the, 
Demar Hamlin situation. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, instantly, they went to, you know, the it was almost like an off-the-shelf interview that the doctor had within one hour of him going down. You know, it was it was professionally made. You know, in the and in the first five seconds of the video, he he made sure the whole world knew that it wasn't the vaccine. So yeah. you know, and, and it was so ridiculous. It's called uh, it's called uh, a Komodo cordis, but we call it the Komodo dragon because it's just it's the most ridiculous thing. And that particular diagnosis is actually like it's one of those things where it's you have to eliminate everything else. And that's the, the the end result. Like, you know, if 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 it's not anything else, it must be this. So the fact that they came out and said that like five minutes after it, it happened, I mean, it, they're just pulling stuff out of thin air. So we call it Komodo Dragon. So um, because we're just you know, it's just so it's just so ridiculous. Everything is so blatant. And I mean, it's so in your face. It's just it's just so they they just expect people to just blindly accept everything that they spoon feed you. Well, I mean, it, it, how long is that going to go on? I've been really processing this quite a bit lately because, you know, there's so many narratives, counter narratives, and then what's the real agenda? And, you know, I had heard this and I think it, it could be true because if you think through, you know, of course, they, they have people believing in sudden adult death syndrome and um, they're normalizing strokes for kids and heart attacks for kids. But, you know, you know, as people are dying in their neighborhoods, you would think people are going to wake up. And and this idea got floated. And I, I think it could be true that, you know, this bioweapon um, is, it could be put on the altar and sacrificed uh, to save the entire vaccine agenda. You know, the vaccine agenda has been going on for, uh, for an awful long time, 70 years. And so to uh, sacrifice this one and say, we're sorry, we got it wrong this time. Um, we will make sure we get it right next time. You know, there's going to be an onslaught of cancer from, from this thing. It was, you know, of course it was never a vaccine, you know, Pfizer, uh, through the Brooke Jackson case, Pfizer got exposed, but I mean, that case, the day it came out, you know, just as one of the many news things, but that might, might be the biggest case of the century because Pfizer's defense was we have a contract with the government and the contract with the government did not require them to produce a vaccine. It, it required them to produce a prototype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually and, have those contracts. And the U S government came to their defense on October 4th of 2021 or 2022, just three months ago, um, it adding on to the motion to dismiss and they admitted, I mean, I read the document. It's hard to believe the U.S. government admitted that the contract with the government requires no testing or it doesn't require anything because it was never meant to be a vaccine. So as this stuff gets exposed, if if this was, you know, I I, uh, I suppose I've really become a, a conspiracy theorist, but you know, I was not a I was not a I was not awake before Grace died. And even after she died, it took me several months to connect the dots as to what's going on. But now I've gone down so many rabbit holes. And this rabbit hole with this Pfizer case is one I just finished up last week. In fact, I finished it up the day that the public health emergency was re-upped on January 11th. I finished my research into that Pfizer case. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is so big. And, you know, it's it's not being covered. But if you just think just that one thing, if everybody in the United States, all 330 million people knew that, this thing would be over. 
Yeah. Because it's it's black and white. It's right there. And it doesn't take a lot of reading. It's only a couple paragraphs. And it's it's so funny, too, because the, the few of us, um, you've been included in that group now, that do do the research. And we do find the stuff out. We get the information. And then we make a big deal about the small story. And the one thing they're, they're very quick to comment on, well, they're just conspiracy theorists. They don't know. Mm-hmm. The they're not journalists. And then a year later, it comes out in, in the news. That's been happening to us over and over again lately. It's pretty funny. So it, it's really is. It's quite interesting to actually see the documents. And, you know, when I read that, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is this is unbelievable. So that's where it would fit that the this bioweapon would be put on, you know, sacrificed for a bigger and bigger, better, faster uh, bioweapon. I mean, if if we have 200 million people in the United States all of a sudden develop cancer, they've already floated a cancer vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, is that the next thing? And they have to sacrifice. And I think that sacrifice, you know, as I look at it, you think about they already knew it wasn't a vaccine. They already knew there was going to be deaths and disabilities. They already knew that people are going to get wise to it. You can't have you can't have 50 million people die and people not get wise to it, right? Yeah. So then it would fit that this thing would be sacrificed for the bigger, better, faster, stronger cancer vaccine or whatever else they have planned. The new flu jab. I, you know, I heard someone float out that they the reason that the government went so quickly said, okay, about the, uh, the mandate on the, the COVID jab. Um, I mean, it wasn't that quick, but they, they haven't appealed it, um, is because they're already developing a combined COVID flu shot that's supposed to be out for next year. And they're going to test that on the military first and the military already is required to get the flu jab. So now they just all get the flu and COVID jab all in one. Yeah. So with that, you know, I, 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 I didn't giggle when I heard this, but one of the things that I, I wanted to get your opinion on, because now seeing that you're new to this, the the vaccine, when the, you... The poison death jab, it's not a vaccine. If you, I don't know if you have direct contact with that um, group that's doing that lawsuit. I, I don't know what the original case was or what the original argument was. But I wonder if they switch that over now that they have Pfizer and the U.S. government going on record saying that this isn't a vaccine. We never said it was a vaccine. It was supposed to be a prototype for a vaccine. I wonder if they can sue them for false, what is it, uh, where you, you misrepresent what your product is. Because it says right on the box. I've seen the boxes. It says says COVID-19 vaccine. vaccine. No, because they changed the definition. Of course. They changed the definition of vaccine specifically for that reason. Of course. Mm -hmm. What does it say on the box then? No. Well, it says COVID-19 vaccine, but they changed the definition of, they changed the legal definition of vaccine. So it no longer says that it prevents transmission. Mm -hmm. Um, It it says that it it reduces uh, severity of symptoms. That's the new definition of a vaccine. So you you can't make this up. 
you just you can't make this up you i I could do everything in my power i could throw every quarter i could throw every dice at the wall i could not land six ones in a row more than once without a whole lot of help but that's what the democrats and the liberals have done to push this poison death shot well i I agree and you know, the original filing was under a false claims act claim so it would i think it would have to be a different filing i do know the attorney on this case um he's the one who got me the document that i reviewed anyway the um so under a false claims act the the language in the suit said that pfizer deliberately withheld crucial information from the united states that calls the safety and efficacy of their vaccine into question. And then Pfizer produced what's called an an OTA and other transaction authority contract, Mm -hmm. which that became legal um, unbelievably November 25th of 2015, which was the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm going to tell you about the death panel that just came into play the day before Thanksgiving, this past Thanksgiving. And, you know, they passed this stuff always, you know, the most nefarious things are passed right before Thanksgiving because the press is all off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they, they passed that that OTA language. So that allowed the government to enter into these contracts. And so that was the defense. We have a contract that didn't require us to uh, have a safety and efficacy because the contract was only to produce a prototype. So it, you know, it seems... Um, I don't know. This case isn't decided yet. It's, it's supposed to be decided in March. So we'll see. I mean, you know, there's too many people in on it. You know, you said that, you know, the liberals did X, Y, and Z to get this set up, but I, I go way further than that. I, I, you know, how can you get this stuff passed? It's, it took 50 years to set this up, mm-hmm. with all the legislation. So, you know, they're all in on it. How many, how many times is Fauci going to get grilled? Um, by the republicans how many times is ron johnson going to have a hearing you know they don't do anything so they have all these things but the fact is they do nothing these guys have the authority and the power to file lawsuits they haven't done anything so i i see that even the ones that we would call good i think they're all in on it i i agree we we talk about that all the time. In fact, every time I play a, a clip of Ron Johnson, Mick gets really mad. He's like, oh, he's just talking again. Like it's nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. No one's arresting anybody. Why are we playing this? And, you know, I, under, I understand. And in fact, there's probably one coming up today. Um, and I will say it again. Say the same thing because he was on uh, Fearless and they did it. You know, they they brought all kinds of people on on a podcast um, one at a time. Big names talking about the negative effects of the jab and, uh, and, and, and Ron Johnson even defends himself there. He's like, you know, I, and all we do is talk, but we're bringing information to the public so that they can have the truth about what's really going on because it's been so censored that they can't make any kind of informed decision. And I understand that. But at this point, when you're seeing people drop dead around you or on TV 
or everyone's getting cancer. I mean, we called it rapid onset cancer a year and a half ago. Now they call it turbo cancer. It's the same thing. You know, when you're 35 and you're diagnosed with a stage four cancer and in three weeks it's tripled in size um, or, you know, you were in remission for 10 years and you got the jab and then all of a sudden your cancer has come back and it's spread all over your body and they can't figure out why. They know why. They just... It's, it's all part of it. So, um, the other thing point, that I would add know. to, they have to know they, they, at this point, people can do their own research. They've made their choices. Well, I agree. And so then just take a look at how much energy that the, the people in the know are investing in exposing, um, the exposing the jab, but nobody is exposing the hospital killing lane. That's the lane I'm in. So, yeah. I mean, I, I by the end of this month, I'll already, I'll have about 400 interviews in because I, I want to get this out, but nobody is picking up on this. And, you know, you guys are, of course, but I mean, none of the big names will pick up on the hospital killing lane because if you just think about it, it that is a game changer. If the people in the United States, again, if they knew about the Brooke Jackson case, it's a game changer. If they knew that doctors and nurses are murdering people in the hospital, that's a game changer. Well, it doesn't get out. Honestly, I think what the biggest thing that's going to help us, and um, I'm, I'm praying that what I've heard is correct, Um there apparently is a doctor in the NFL who is coming out and he's going to say that what happened to DeMar Hamlin on the field was directly related to the vaccine. Well, that's great. But again, it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with that. People going into the hospitals and dying. Stand by. I, I got you. I, I got you. Mm-hmm. But if we can stop putting jabs, experimental drugs into people's arms. That is a a big step forward in healing everybody else. Um, We have to stop that first. Not as many people will be going to the hospital if they're not in a poison death shot. I mean, that's true. And and I I do have to say, Scott, real quick, that I I think it, it is starting to get out a little bit because even a year ago, and my mom, I've kept her pure blood because we have allergies to pretty much every synthetic medication. So it was not hard for me to convince her, especially when I told her that she wouldn't be able to see her grandkids for a year um, due to the risk of shedding. If she got the jab that, you know, she was like, okay, I'll I'll be okay. And then she got COVID and we gave her ivermectin. Dr. Stella told her she wasn't going to die and she was better in four days. And, you know, she's good to go now. She's like, yeah, I have natural immunity. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, But when she first got COVID, like she looked at my dad and she said, I don't care what, I don't care what my, my blood oxygen level is. I don't care if I don't care what happens, you are not sending me to the hospital. People die in those hospitals. They go in and they don't come out. And she's right because people weren't dying at home from COVID. You weren't finding people. They weren't dying suddenly in their sleep like they are now. They were going into the hospitals and they're putting them on ventilators and giving them run death is near. And, uh, you know, they, they'd go in with a cold and they'd come out in a body bag or in renal failure or, um, you know, that was it. Happened yeah. to my uncle. So... No, that's you are right. But now I want to just connect the dots because what's happening, uh, there are hospital entire units now that are shutting down because of 
lack of patience because of exactly what you said. So supply and demand is starting to work out. But what they did, this is this is how well thought out this is. So before COVID, there was 62 million people on Medicare and Medicaid. It's projected that in March, so a month and a half from now, there's going to be 100 million on Medicare and Medicaid because they relaxed the standards during COVID. So connect the dots here. So now one of the things I want to talk about, which I'm going to connect the dots with this, because they passed the new death panel on November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving, and it was approved on Thanksgiving Day. And so when I say the new death panel, I have to take you all the way, way back to March 23rd of 2010. That's when Obamacare was passed. And the stated purpose of Obamacare was to reduce the cost of Medicare and Medicaid. And the chief architect of Obamacare was Ezekiel Emanuel. You'll remember him. And I'm going to read a quote from 1996 from Ezekiel Emanuel right now. He said, services provided to individuals who are irreversibly prevented from being or becoming participating citizens are not basic and should not be guaranteed. So the elderly and the disabled fit into that category. So now the elderly and disabled went from 62 million to 100 million. Then on this new death panel is is called the it's called the acronym is MedCAC, Medicare Evidence Development and Coverage Advisory Committee. So there was a death panel with Obamacare. That was repealed by Congress. People got wise to it. Sarah Palin was out saying we got to stop this and it ended up getting repealed but they never slayed the dragon. They just cut off one head. And now because the Health and Human Services Secretary under the public health emergency has unilateral authority to issue anything that he decides fits into what they need to um, take care of for public health. So now he, he does the new death panel and it specifically says that MedCAC is charged with deciding which medical items and services are reasonable and necessary or otherwise covered for Medicare beneficiaries under Title 18 of the Social Security Act. So that will at first blush make you think that doesn't apply because I'm not on Social Security, I'm not on Medicare, I'm not on Medicaid. But the when you Medicare, apply for it, they're going to tie it to your benefits. Oh no, it's even better. No, nope, it's not tied to the benefits at all. And I, I have a, I have a perfect story to to prove how they do it. So when about five and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with heart disease, and so they want to get me on all this crap. And I started researching and realized I'm not going on any of this stuff. And one of the nurses in the facility that I I was going to, she said, Scott, I'm going to tell you something you're not going to want to hear. And so I said, okay, whip it on me. And she said, the reason we are pushing these drugs on you is because we have to. We have to get X percentage of our patients on the prescribed standards of care. Otherwise our Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement rates are reduced. So the standard of care set by Medicare and Medicaid applies to not just Medicare and Medicaid, but it applies to any medical facility that accepts Medicare and Medicaid. So if you go in there with private insurance or no insurance, you're subject to that same standard of care. And we have been bought, we bought this idea that the doctors are our friends, they're following the Hippocratic oath. So when they tell us what we need to do, we just blindly follow 
but the standard of care is really set by the government and the government's goal is to implement death panels. So that connects the dots for your listeners. Holy, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. That's worse than tying it to benefits. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But I don't see that at that all well, no, what you didn't, what you just did was you actually turned on a bunch of lights in dark corners that now I can connect other shit because something else you just said. This explains why Joe Biden just extended the emergency, uh, the COVID emergency, the COVID emergency mm -hmm. until April. Mm -hmm. This Correct. all now makes sense because he's got to keep this emergency going. Why? Because this is how we're churning money. This is how we're making money. We're printing money hand over fist to deal with, you know, COVID. But in reality, what we're doing is we're printing this money, sending it to Ukraine. It's getting flushed through the toilet and it's coming out the other end clean and it's going right back into Joe Biden's bank account. Well, yeah, they've been making money off this the whole time because they just that's that's the whole point. They don't want to. I mean, Social Security is about to be bankrupt. Now it Medicare, explains the Medicaid 69, is, the document that I saw, the 69 labs in Ukraine, this all now makes sense. What he just said cleared up. It just turned on two huge lights, like the playing field's open. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Like everything's connected now because all of that money that he's talking about, that Medicare and Medicaid, if you think about how big Medicare and Medicaid is now, Mm -hmm. as compared to what it was 50 years ago. And you think about Social Security being tied to, to what that. it was five years ago. Holy. And you're talking Ooh. about 120 new, 120 million new enrollments? And think nope, about not 100. It was 62 million. So this yeah. is just in the last three years, it increased by 38 million. Holy. And so, so at the beginning of COVID, Medicare and Medicaid accounted and Social Security accounted for 39% of the federal budget. So now just think through adding 38 million more people. Mm. And, and also what you said is about the hospitals, people are afraid to go to the hospital. So we are making a difference, which is great. But the hospitals are, are part of the whole cabal. So the federal government has to get money to these hospitals somehow, and they're going to do it with these death panels. So I don't know how they're going to tie that together exactly, but I mean, we already have footprints of this happening. Look at Canada, Canada's MAID program. Um, we, One of my, my wife's sisters works in a hospital, and she said they're starting to ask the patients when they come in, um, would you, uh, have you ever thought about uh, dying in your sleep? And if they answer yes to that question, they're marked as suicidal mm -hmm. in their chart. And then they start administering drugs that mm -hmm. exactly. to assist their so, I mean, you can see this happening. The United States has been so good at, you know, Canada's right out there telling everybody we're doing this, right? They have a program that euthanizes people. Mm -hmm. The UK is euthanizing people, but we always do it secretively because we are the masters at projecting our sin onto every other country on the planet when we're the we are the freaking instigators of the whole thing. We're the dirtiest country out there. My uh, uh my dad he, he's a retired general. He had a a book in his library for the longest time. And I went into his room one day and got up in the shelf and I grabbed this book and I read it when I was a kid. It's an idiot. Shouldn't have read it. But it said, uh, Nazis are red and black is black. And I was like, the hell is this about? So I opened the cover and it's about the 32 top most vengeful countries out there. 
And who leads the way? Us. We do. With Germany right behind them. El numero uno. Mm-hmm. We are number one. We are the most vengeful country. When And their, their uh, point was they brought up, it's actually, now that I think back about this book, is written in, I don't know, the 80s or something. But now that I think back about this book, it was like the first time, I guess, I was introduced to conspiracy theories because one of the things it brought up was um, the Lockerbie Scotland incident. And the Lockerbie Scotland incident just happened. It was pretty fresh on Americans' mm-hmm. minds. And uh, they talked about the 15 Americans that died mm-hmm. in the... 15, I'm very familiar. I did my thesis on Lockerbie. 15 planes were also shot down in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, like out of nowhere, they just got shot down and nobody knows why. <sighs> yeah. Um, th- this has been in play for a very long time. Scott, we, we talked about this uh, a little bit before, and, and we have uh, Miss Vera uh, Shrav coming on next week. Um, and uh, I have to say, yeah, we are the most vengeful country, but Germany is a, a close second. They've gone, they, they've pretty much gone back to almost full-blown Nazi now. They're, um, they're insisting that there's a, a, like a Holocaust survivor that they're insisting they're forcibly jabbing. Vera is very familiar with that. I talk with Vera weekly. Her and I have done about 25 programs together. Uh, she she is a real, she is an absolute gift. Uh, so, you know, having her on, she will connect the dots um, like nobody else can connect them. And she's sharp as a tack to boot. Uh, so you'll, you'll enjoy her as a guest. Yeah. Cause I, growing up, I, I heard stories from my grandparents and and I know they weren't actually, they weren't exactly true. There was, there was some truth in them, but, but not all of it. Um, I think they censored themselves a lot, partly because I was a child and partly because there were things that they just weren't allowed to talk about. But one of the stories that my grandpa told me that, that really, that always stuck with me was, um, and I think I told you this before, was the story of uh, uh, a little boy you knew, um, who was disabled and they came in and took him away and, and they promised the family that he would be well taken care of. And they had this, this home for, for children like him where they were going to help him develop faster and, and, uh, and he was going to do great. And, and they, they, and the family was all for it and they took him away. And, and my grandpa, um, and his, his friend went to go visit his brother and, um, at this, this place. And, and it was, it was empty. Yeah. Um, cause they, they brought him in one door and they, they wheeled him right, out, wheeled the him right out the back. Yep. Um, and they were doing that. That was in 1934, I think 1933, 1934, somewhere around there. What um, What's interesting about the T4 program Austria. is once that got exposed, you know, people, people were getting wise to it. So then, and this is what I see is going to happen in the United States. I think it's paralleling exactly. So then people were, know, were knowing this is happening. And so then the German government empowered individual doctors and nurses to murder instead. And this is why I think this new death panel, legis- it's not legislation, but it's the equivalent of law, got put into place to so that now we have 100 million people. We've got to deal with this financial problem, which, I mean, even that is foolishness beyond foolishness. They print fiat money for whatever they want. Right. Which, the, now they're out of it. Well, what does that mean? 
<laughs> on December 29th, they just passed another 1.65 trillion omnibus spending. Yeah, but as of today, it's not going to matter anymore because we still don't have a debt ceiling hike. And as of tomorrow, we're going to start kicking away yeah. at our own credit rating in the United States. They're going to start. No, they're going to. They're no. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to start suspending payments. This is what they were threatening on the news this morning. Well, the people that are going to be affected the most are going to be like Social, Social Security. Security. Um, so people that, people that live on $1,200 a month in this economy are now not going to get their social security that they paid into their entire lives. Um, I mean, that's just, that's insane, but that's their threat because that's what drums up the, the panic, the fear mongering. That's how they control people is, is with the fear. That's what they've been doing the entire time. That's what they did in Nazi Germany. That's what they do here. I mean, that's what they do around the world. Um, but I do think that that more and more people are starting to clue into it. I mean, the World Economic Forum is uh, kind of empty of its normal, you know, big wig, pinky in the brain types. Um, no, now they just got the smaller big wig, pinky in the brain types. Well, that's that's true. But even in the mainstream media, they're coming out how, you know, like, well, Davos is a bunch of elitists that are trying to control the world. Um but they do. We, I do like Davos because uh, they tell us, you know, how they're going to try and kill us. I, I agree. I mean, it seems I mean, they are so brazen with what they're doing. And if you're paying attention they're you're right on. They tell us exactly what they're doing. They, they presented a five point plan. Point number two was vaccines. Of course. Point number two. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, even Klaus Schwab stood up. So we don't have enough people vaccinated in the world yet. Yep. Yep. I was like, thank you, Hitler. Yeah. I hope everybody else was saluting you as you, they sat back down. Mm -hmm. But you said you, you didn't know how you, how they were going to wrap all this up, Scott. And I, I think I do with the death panels and, and the money and all that. Um, because all these people are going on disability, all these working age people that were previously covered under their health insurance um, through their, you know, their group health insurance or whatever. And, and once they go on, permanent disability, they're no longer covered under that group health insurance because they can't afford COBRA, which is like $1,700 a month or something ridiculous yeah. like that. So they have to go on Medicare, Medicaid, and that inflates the numbers. And then they have to put them on all of these, these drug protocols. And, they, and, yeah. and they're so desperate because they're so injured and they're just looking for anyone to listen to them or help them that they're just willing to take anything. And they've still, you know, so if people, you know, we see the numbers with the vaccines, people are getting wise to the vaccines, but they're not wise to the Hippocratic Oath yet. I just, the there was a Wisconsin Supreme Court case that just happened two days ago, and I watched it. Uh, it's quite interesting that, you know, even the justices, so these are, in theory, you think you'd have to be educated as a justice. Uh, but they reference that we trust doctors because of the Hippocratic Oath right during the testimony. And I thought they have no clue where, where things are at. But that's no doubt they're going to snag a lot of people with that because if they don't realize the doctors and nurses have become extensions of the government, people are going to innocently, innocently go in for a problem and the doctor and nurse is going to give them the standard of care, the standard of death care that's going to take them out. One of my biggest problems with that is what you just said. Do they not know what the Hippocratic Oath says in line one? 
do no harm. No. That is the first line Any in oath the Hippocratic is only oath. as good as the integrity of the person that takes it. Well, that's correct. But that being said, all these doctors out there, I'm sorry. I, I don't care at this point. If you're still recommending that your patients are getting the jab, there's you can't fall back now and say, well, I didn't know. I was told by the government. Bull crap. Yeah. Anybody looking around can see it right now. Christ, even Fox News reported on it for two days. It was only two days, but they reported on it for two days. Well, Fox News reporting on it is also one of the reasons I think that it could be on the table to be sacrificed because yeah. Fox News is part is part of the cabal. Absolutely. You know, you know, so, you know, we, we are... We have been programmed, you know, out of all the things I've learned since Grace was murdered is that I have been programmed in the dialectic of the lesser of two evils. And that is uh, by far and away the biggest wake up call. God's way is always outside of the lesser of two evils. And we are programmed, well, ABC and CNN, they're bad, but Newsmax and Fox are good. Well, that's the it's it's not it's not a it, because it's not good and evil. What it is is evil and less evil. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Exactly. And until we see that, we really are still blind. You know. So I, I only I only became awake to the Hegelian dialectic in researching the Holocaust back in June, and then once I became awake to that, I you know I can't stop seeing it now. You know it's. That's why I say something as crazy as uh, the vaccine putting a, being being sacrificed, because you know, is this really just a setup for another, uh, a bigger setup? And well, so it is. It is for something else. But I, I got to ask you this: uh, you, you just said a whole lot of shit. You said a whole lot of stuff there that is, I never. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody your age ever say this. Like, hey, I just woke up to this. For, are you a, your generation is what, boomer? Are you a boomer? Yes, I'm a boomer. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're, you're being very gentle about my age. I'll be 60 years old in a couple months. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. This is excellent. This is excellent because you're probably the first boomer I've ever talked to that has woken up. And it's real hard. I don't know why. For the boomer generation to admit that the government's been doing the wrong shit for a long time. I think maybe Scott has a bit of a different perspective because he he didn't have the option of leaving his kids alone, you know, especially with Grace having Down syndrome. But those of us that grew up under boomer parents pretty much raised ourselves. You know, that's like the joke of our generation is that I, we were kicked out of the house. Like we came home from school, you put your book bag down, you get your ass outside. You come home and the street lights come on and you better be coming home when the street lights come on or when dinner's on the table and sit your butt down. Or you're not eating. And, or you're not eating. Um, you know, and like, we don't want to see you. We don't want to hear from you. Like you go do your own thing. And we were outside all the time. And you know, our, our parents mostly had a general idea of where we were, but not really of anything we were doing and there were no cell phones and there was no internet and there was no electronic babysitter or you know chips under our skin to figure out where we were um no you were given a watch and you said be home be, at this time yeah maybe or again like can't come home when the street lights come on um you know we were latchkey kids 
and uh, and and we pretty much did what we wanted and and we raised ourselves and our parents worked their butts off. Um, they were very materialistic. No, what yeah, I was going to we really screwed it up. I mean, you know, we can it's 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 a whole different show. <laughs> well, it's common to blame the government for all this. But I mean, it's the baby boomer generation. If you look at the the sequence of events, you know, the so my parents were tougher than I was as a parent. Their parents were tougher. And each generation, you you don't want your kids to go through what you did. I mean, I, I've worked for everything. I've worked extremely hard. And you just want, you know, so then, you know, I, I still believe that I should provide for my family. My wife shouldn't work. But most of the boomers also bought into you know, both, both people working. And so then you give your kids everything and they never had, they never learned any discipline. They never learned responsibility for choice. And then at the same time, the public school system, we homeschooled our kids, but I can even, even in the homeschool group. So my daughter, Jessica, for example, they, the lady in one of her classes that she was going to kept reminding her to, of the due dates for the assignments. I called the teacher and said, listen, I don't want my daughter getting any reminders. That's not the way, because it's not real. But you think about these kids going through the system because the parents aren't paying attention at all. And the kids are, are really um, coddled constantly. So they've never had any responsibility. And my generation is to blame for that. And you know, I would say my own life, you know, so I believed in the American dream. You know, we're, you know, the the land of the free, the home of the brave, all, you know, we can be anything that we want. Well, it's really a bunch of crap. It was all meant to put us in chains. Yes. And, you know, so, uh, you know, personally, I worked extremely hard. Um, I did that all for, you know, I, I thought that my responsibility was to take care of my daughter Grace when she was gone. Obviously, God had different plans, but you know, in that process, what I look at my life now and realize before I was woken up, I was part of the problem because I was living a selfish life. It didn't seem selfish on the outside, but I really was just doing my thing. I own my business, I'm banking money for my daughter, but I really, you know, I knew there's there's things going on, but I never dug into it. I just was content with my my selfish little life. And you know, that that is that's the baby boomer generation. So we caused we are 50% responsible for this problem. It's it's not you know what? You know, stop. You don't. Okay. Because he answered the question without me even asking the question because you didn't ask the proper one. What I was <laughs> gonna ask you was what the biggest problem that you saw, but you just answered that. And my next question, because all of these kind of go in line, because it is the boomers that we're having the problem right now with, for whatever reason, and I think you answered that this part too, for whatever reason, the boomers got this idea that the corner of the world, they get their stake, their claim, and they can bury their hands, heads in the sand as long as they go to work and do their job and come home and their kids are taken care of, the wife's there and everything's straight. They can bury their heads in the sand. They don't have to worry about anything else. That's that great. became normalized in the early 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, early 90s. 
That became very normalized to the point where you saw the commercials on TV where basically the TV was raising your children. This is your brain. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. And it goes in the frying pan. It's sitting over the griddle and it's cooking. This is your brain on drugs. This that was as dad's doing a line of coke in the bathroom and mom smoking a joint out back. That was TV (laughs) raising kids. And it was, you can see almost like they call it a generational shift, so to speak, where parents used to raise kids. Now you have TV. Now you have all these nannies coming in. You have all these other people coming in to raise your children. And if there's, there's, you're right. You always want to make it better for your kids. But one of the things I did with my kids, I said this, there are parts that I want to make your life better. I don't want you to have to go fight in a war. I don't want you to have to do anything where you might get hurt. I don't want you to have to do any of that stuff. However, I do want you to understand what hard times are. I do want you to understand what it is to do your own laundry. I do want you to understand what it is to have chores, what it is to do your job, what it is to work hard, what it means to work hard and the payback you get for working hard and working with your hands and working outdoors. And that is something that, Parents today, I don't know what the deal is. They just don't do that at all. Well, I, I think I do because, and Scott kind of answered this, you know, you guys taught us, the boomer generation taught us to, to you know, go to work every single day, six days a week, usually, you know, I mean, 70, 60, 70 hours a week and, and putting, putting food on the table, not cooking it but putting food on the table and putting fancy clothes on your kid's back and, you know, driving a nice car was more important than spending time with your family. Cause that's how we were raised. And I, I think this whole thing that we've gone through in the last three years has woken so many of us up to the fact that that's our priorities are completely skewed. I mean, COVID through so many people, out of the rat race, I was one of them. I worked a corporate job. I ran a huge hotel. I worked 70 hours a week. I was, you know, 15 hours a day, um, six days a week. And on my day off, I was still answering emails, answering the phone. I I mean, and I never stopped and I I made good money, but when COVID threw me out of that and, and I chose to step down and stay home, um, because the kids were in, you know, virtual school, And I realized what I was missing. And then when I had to go back to work, I I didn't want to. And I went back at a reduced capacity and and then they put in mandates and I was like, you know what? I'm done. No, I'm not working for Nazis. Y'all are, I thought you were, you know, good Catholics out of Kentucky and it turns out you're Nazis. So no. Um, And I, I walked away and now I'm, I'm not working. I'm home with the kids. I cleaned my son's room for his birthday today, top to bottom, scrubbed it, organized all his clothes, did did his laundry, and I he was super excited. Well, <laughs> I would never have had the chance, the opportunity, the impetus to do that if I was working. I would have been too exhausted. I wouldn't be able to do this show. I wouldn't be able to, you know, spend time with the kids, drive our, our you know, teach our older son how to drive, and. Um, you know, go play soccer with the new soccer ball and the goals that we got him for his birthday for the younger one. Like I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, it's uh, our priorities have completely realigned and, and I'm in so many ways grateful to these pinky and the drain brain people for, you know, pushing that on us because 
it's not that I, I don't want to provide a better life for our children. It's just that my idea of what a better life is has completely changed. I'm, I'm extremely impressed with that. I mean, that decision is uh, life changing for your kids. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I would add another thing about my generation. Uh, it's interesting because I, I ask people, you know, fairly routinely, did you get jabbed? And so one of the, one of the guys that is a manager at the the tractor dealership where I get the tr our tractor serviced. He's my age, and and I asked him if he got jabbed. He said yes. I said, well, "What's the reason?" And he said, "Well, I wanted to go travel and see my um, see my kids in another state, and I didn't want to have any hassles." And and um, so I mean, he's awake now because you know he's he believes in what I'm doing. He got to know me, and you know he knew Grace, and um, but ultimately, I think, well, how did he get jabbed, and why didn't I? Well, we we were we grew up in the vaccine culture. So back when I grew up, everybody got vaccinated in the gymnasium all the same day. The whole school did. I I, I remember that. So that was so that culture was put in place. Remember Elvis Presley was in the commercials showing you know, you, everybody needs to get vaccinated. So we bought into that without even thinking, right? That was that was the first psyop relative to the whole vaccine agenda. Because remember, none of these things were ever tested. Yeah. So it was a psyop. And, you know, they just did that. We all trusted the government. And uh, I mean, you know, so they, they got an awful lot of people um, based on creating that paradigm way back. And of course, now they've added, I mean, now they have the childhood vaccination schedule. I mean, it's on steroids now. Yeah, 77 of them. You have 77 shots you got to get your kid. If you you see that meme of the infant with all of the the, the needles around them. We, we had a... The, I mean, just circles of needles uh, around them. That's all the shots that they get when they're infants. Because I, I, I'm still in the military. Well, I'm still in military healthcare. We had uh, the day that we took our son home, um, our oldest son home. We left... They gave us two pieces of paper that were stapled back in front. And it was all of the shots he needed to have. Two pieces of paper of shots that he needed to have by his first birthday. I was like, see, no? I, I have a lot of conspiracy theories about my family personally as well. And the more I learn, the more I have, the more, I, the more, the more questions I have. But I, I grew up most especially the DTAP, the tetanus shot. But I grew up um, in my family. You you don't get vaccines. You don't like you don't get vaccines. And it's and there was, you know, a story that we lost a whole bunch of babies when they first rolled out the tetanus shot. And we have a family allergy to them. And yeah, they did a skin test on me when I was a kid and and my arm ballooned up. And yeah, nope, no vaccines for you. Um, but we, we don't, we don't. Well, they did the other one when, uh, for the military, because you had to get that card. You had to get your shark card uh, erased because you were like, no, I can't get any. I can't, I can't get any, any shots. And the military did the test on her too. Yeah. And her arm yeah, blew, up, blew again. up. Um, it, but the thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, is when they did that test, in fact, when I, when I brought our son to an allergist, um, because they were giving us a hard time about him not getting vaccines to go into school. 
And, uh, and they wanted me to bring him to an allergist and the allergist asked a bunch of questions. And I was like, aren't you going to do a scratch test? And they said, no, we don't do those. I said, what do you mean you don't do those anymore? He said, you have to go to Emory for those. I said, how come? I mean, they did that to me all the time when I was a kid. And I said, yeah, but everybody reacts. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. that, that told quite a story. <laughs> everybody reacts. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I used to get like, when I went in for my allergy, when they found out about my food allergy, because mm-hmm. the, the, uh, I have a natural food allergy to pineapples. I can't eat pineapples. So random. I it's tried to kill them like five times. So crazy. I keep, it in my <laughs> but I keep that until the other one. Literally, our our conversations during our anniversary dinners would <laughs> really drive some people around us nuts. Like these two are celebrating their anniversary and they're talking about killing each other the whole dinner. And I'm I like, mean, we've been married for 18 years now. So, you know, yeah. it, it progresses. So I, I got all these shots done. Like they would stick needles under my skin and they would just fill up a little thing and they, they'd make me wait like 40 minutes and they did it on both arms and wherever it blew up, they were like, all right. And I had nothing, nothing on one arm. And then on this one spot, the last one they put in me, which was pineapple pectin, the whole thing ballooned four times the size of all the other little pricks that they put in my arm and things huge. There was water in, underneath it. They were like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't get that. You're really allergic to that. That'll yeah. kill you. But the, the allergist determined that I was allergic to thimerosal, you know, thimerosal is just rebranded. It's mercury. Of <laughs> course, everybody's allergic to mercury. And that is yep. a standard ingredient in, tra- in traditional vaccines. vaccines. Yep. So along with formaldehyde and, you know, other heavy metals and detergents and all kinds of crazy things. So, um, you know, the fact that my family knew not to get vaccinated a long time ago, I guess. Tells you something. Leads me to questions. But um, anyway, so, uh, you know, I I find it really interesting, though, that because I know you you did not get your kids vaccinated and you homeschooled. You say that you you didn't wake up until uh, until recently. And and yet I think, Scott, that you were actually more awake than most people for longer than you like to admit. So um, especially homeschooling your kids and (laughs) not getting them vaccinated. Yeah. Those are huge steps. Yeah, I mean, I we we were. I mean, I would say we were mildly awake, but I mean, I had no concept. I, the way I would describe it is, I was a conservative with a healthy distrust for the government. That's before you know. Now, I would tell you if the government says black, it is white. It is whatever they tell you. It's a hundred percent opposite. They're completely corrupt. There's not one of them that's good. And you know, you should run. You should run for your life. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people in on this. The the um, the evil is it, it's so widespread. So anyway, that's what I'm awake to. So yes, I I was <laughs> I was awake that we had to take primary responsibility for our kids. Uh, thankfully, you know, God had ways of making. You know, we learned about vaccines early on. Um, we actually had the first two kids got vaccinated with some of the childhood vaccines, but then we got wise to it. Grace was never vaccinated. When I listened to Dr. Uh, Madey and Dr. Tenpenny um, talk about the jab before it came out, I thought, oh my gosh, this is whatever we thought of vaccines before. This thing is, I, I knew it was a bioweapon before it ever got launched. Yep. So then I didn't have to listen anymore. I already knew. But I mean, now, you know, we're, you would never expect that 
you know, people would still be going in for their boosters with all the information available, but they just, they, they just keep lining up. They just, they just keep, keep lining, lining up. So uh, I have a question for you since yeah. uh, you are hearing, uh, um, you know, you have graced us with grace um, and we've gotten to learn about her. Uh, where do we, where do you stand? What, what's going on there? Um, have you heard anything? Have we, have we made any progress forward? Uh, is I'm, I'm hoping to hear that there's somebody going to jail somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's um, an awful lot of progress, but I cannot talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I just, just want to make sure. It just is. I can see the smile on your face and that's all I need to see. And I know that everything's good. good. That's it. Excellent. That's it. Uh, that's all you need to say, sir. Yeah. I, I like that because when I see a smile then I know where everything's tripping along the way it's supposed to, you don't have to say anything else. Got it. Well, you know, what does the way it's supposed to look like? That's really a strange thing. Th thankfully I watched the Oliver Stone documentary JFK uh, in the last month. And that really helped me understand what my role is. So, you know, Jim Harrison exposed evil. He lost the case, but he exposed evil. And, you know, I I, I know what my role is right now. And uh, Jim and Garrison, like, Jim Garrison, believe it or not, within the last, what, uh, two weeks? Yeah, last two weeks. Uh, I guarantee he is jumping through the top of his grave right now, <laughs> dancing on it. Why? Because he's been proven right. He yes. was right in his original argument that judge ruled wrong. He was right. The CIA was involved in JFK's death. Not only that, we just saw the first unedited Zapruder film that actually, because if you remember Jackie Kennedy for the long, longest time, she said three times that day in Dallas, she said, the driver is the one that killed my husband. She said that three times. We just saw the first unedited Zapruder film. And you can see the driver turn clearly over his shoulder, point his hand back at the president, and then the president's head explodes. Um, hold on real quick. I just want to address this. Um, Joe Prove in the chat says, my stepdad needs a kidney, kidney transplant. The hospital won't put him on the registry because he won't get the jab. Uh, I just listened to, I want to say, Stu Peter's show from yesterday, I think it was, um, about these two ladies who went through the same thing. There, there are a couple hospitals in Texas that will do it. Look for another hospital. Um, I'll, I'll look for that, that interview and I'll post it in the chat here on Twitch. Um, your, your stepdad can get the kidney transplant, especially if he already has a donor, uh, just you need you to find another, find, find another hospital that'll do it. Don't get the jab, find another hospital. They will do it. Um, someone else will do it. And, you know, Scott, you said you, you like to ask people if they got the jab and whenever anyone asks me if I got the jab and I obviously say no. And they ask me, well, why? And I said, well, God told me not to. And it took me a long time to figure it out that that's what it was, but that's really what it was right off the bat. God told me not to. And, um, God's found me over this last three years in a way that I did not think was, I, I couldn't even conceive. Yeah. Um, as he's found so many of us, it's not us finding God at this point. We're, we're well past that. It's God finding us now. Um, those of us that are, that, that have a purpose that are here to expose evil as you are Scott. And, you know, I think, what an amazing time to be alive, but all of us that are here now that are, are doing these things that we're doing, 
we we have a specific purpose and i truly believe that we chose to be here in this time and i know I know how hard it is. I, I don't know how hard it is. I can't possibly conceive about of what you've gone through. I can only imagine. I can only empathize a little bit. Um, but I know that God gave you a purpose that both you and Grace chose to go through this for that purpose. Yeah. And you're well on your way to achieving it. So I applaud you and we will continue to pray for you. And thank, and you, grace. thank you. And grace. Yeah. Thank you for your courage. Well, and thank you for your strength. God is the one who gets the credit. You know, that little stinker today, I, I, I miss her every day, but today we had a, a real heavy snow. This is 36 degrees outside. And so this would be, you know, when we get a snow like this, grace and I would have made a snowman and, you know, that just, it's, it's tough. If she was my best buddy. But you know what? She she walked with God every day. She did not have the tendencies that we all have. She just didn't have those. Um, so, you know, we had, we had a, a stinker who was a little angel walking with us for 19 years. And, why well, it was something. And, you know, we all have to remember that we could be in the same boat as, as these people who, are evil if it wasn't for God's grace. And, um, you know, I'm thankful that he found me when he did, and I'm thankful that he's using me now. Yes. yes. I, uh, you have to be the one. You you have to. You have to tell everybody about grace. You have to tell everybody about grace. You have to tell everybody about what happened to grace. That's the most important thing. And God bless you, and I hope to God that – I'm, I'm dead serious – because I don't want to have to go up there to Wisconsin and have it's to really cold up there. It was make 80 a lot degrees of doctors, here today. <laughs> make a lot of doctors fear for their lives because that would be ugly. And um, I, I'm dead serious because this is some what they did to your daughter. That I'm still I still remember our conversation. I remember getting off, being done with you, saying that's murder. It's murder. Straight up. Straight up murder. Yeah. They gave her an. Not even gonna get into it because yeah. I'm not gonna run you down that road again. But either way, well, I'll start crying. It'll be bad. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on, sir. We appreciate <laughs> you, you coming so back, and you're always welcome. Yeah. You have anything? <laughs> you wake up some more, and you want to talk about it some more. Trust me, you have friendly <laughs> ears here. Everybody's th saying thank you so much. We're praying for you and both both you and Grace. Um, so, sir, thank you so much again, and. Um, if yep. you, anytime you just reach out, sir. And you have your own show now too. So please um, tell everyone yeah, where yeah, they can oh, find please, that. Please. Yeah. yeah. So the link is on Grace's website, but we have our own rumble link. It's called deep programming with Grace's dad. So that's on rumble. Um, we've done, I think 11 or 12 shows now. And uh, uh, it's really something. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, blown away with, with how it's been received. You know, I've met, I've met just about everybody in this fight. So, I mean, I've been able to ask, people that you can't get on shows to come on and they do. I'm going to have Stu Peters on, in fact, coming up in uh, first one in February. Uh, Cause I you was on. You, all you got to do, sir, is you say the time and date and we will be there with bells on. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It's, it's interesting. We're already booking at the, we're booking into the, the third week of March right now. Just oh, yeah. I'm only, do, I'm only doing one a week because I'm still, I'm still doing research. We got Grace's case. Um, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing uh, between 30 and 40 interviews a month. So, you know, it's, it's a lot. 
I need to do a daily podcast, but I'm not there yet. I don't have, I, I, I just we, don't have the time, but I, you know, it'll grow. Yeah. yeah. We understand. We started out one a week. And then when we pushed to two a week, Mick was like, that's it, two a week. We're not doing any more than that. Now we're six days a week. So, you know, it's and live. So that's how it goes. It, it, it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse. First, we were kind, very edited. And now it's just like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah. Live shows are great because you don't need to edit on the back end. So, yeah, that's a, that's, you know, that will be, uh, that'll be neat once we, we have enough of a following now on Rumble. I guess you can do them live, but yeah. I, uh, I'm not quite there yet, but yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, you just named the date and time and we will be there with bells on. We have absolutely no issue with that. Yep. Well, thank uh, you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to keep you in our, our prayers. Thank you. All right. Thank bye. You. Have, have a great, great night. night. You too. Uh, all right there's a mouse all right there you go so all right again thank you again to scott and uh an amazing story just absolutely yeah, and amazing. we didn't go into the details of what happened to grace this time we talked about it the last time he was on if you guys are interested and he goes on a lot of shows so you've probably you know heard him before heard a story before honestly i didn't want to start crying and if we started talking about what happened to grace i would have started crying um and so would he and it would just would have been around. i didn't bring my tissues in today um bad on me. So that would have been a, a, a really rough one. Um, but uh, needless to say that uh, Grace was blatantly, Mur brazenly murdered. murdered in the hospital as uh, honestly, as, as part of the depopulation agenda that, that uh, we talk about all the time. All the We've time. been talking about for up to what, three years now. We've and been so, doing it for three years. Now. I mean, sometimes I feel like we, we kind of, we beat around the bush a little bit, but I mean, that's what it, it's what it is. It's it is a planned, well, pre-planned, long-term depopulation agenda. And if they do sacrifice the vaccine, which would not surprise me, especially if they go ahead and turn around on Trump, um, it well, doesn't matter. It's just it's just one little arm of their their hydra of depopulation agenda. He is not doing anything <laughs> to help himself in that aspect, too. I got to go back up here to one comment, though, real quick, because there are a couple people we have. Um, we had a new chatter and I, I like when we get new chatters because I don't want them to be scared that they can't talk. And yeah, you can. You're always Everybody welcome. Talk. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. Um, but somebody came in here. And I'm trying to remember the name. And he's bringing oh, up, up a little bit, up a little bit, uh, up, up, said he was a boomer too. And he woke up in yes, 2016. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. No, yes. maybe it's down a little bit. Okay, I don't know. It's down. Yeah. I think it's down too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, uh, roll, roll dog 21. Yeah. I'm a boomer. Well, I, I'm just saying he was the first one I've ever talked to. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying that there's not other boomers oh, out there. More. I'm just, all I was saying is he was the first one I've ever gotten a chance to talk to. And one of the biggest things that I've heard from a number of boomers over and over again, that word selfish is thrown out quite a bit because mm -hmm. think about this folks. You have a generation of what, people that out there. They're selfish or that we're selfish? No, that they're selfish. That they're they, they admit it. They selfish. admit it now. Yes. Yeah. They stick their heads in the sand. They're they, materialistic. They, they don't pay attention to what's going yeah. on in the world. They don't pay attention to the news. They they openly admit it. All they care about is how much money is in their bank account, what kind of or car they drive, how big their house is. Yep. It explains And I understand so much because a lot of that rolls over onto us, honestly. 
Honestly, I mean, and, we, and there, we 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 bought a big house with a pool. We drive nice cars. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Nope. Negative, negative, negatory. That does not roll over on us. A, but B, really quick. Um, there's another white elephant in the room that we have to address. A little bit comparatively. And this one, I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. President Trump, you said that you were going to start a free speech platform in which anybody can have their voice. Nope. In which anybody could talk, in which anybody could say anything they want. Uh, I got to ask you, Truth Social is not working out that way. I know you don't listen to our show, but maybe somebody does out there that might be able to forward this on to you. In which case, I have to ask you why Tracy PCB was kicked off of True Social. Was it because the document in which she shared happened to be accurate and true? Is it because you won't come out against the vaccine? So now everybody's going to turn this against you. Or are you really playing nine deep chess? And you already know that. And if you do already know that, that means everything you've done has been pre-planned, pre-scripted, and pre-arranged, which means your pre-placement in the presidency may have too been pre-arranged and pre-ordained. Yeah. So now I ask this, if you truly are who you said you are, and you truly believe in free speech, you will put Tracy PZB back on true social, and you will not remove another fucking soul for speaking the truth. Hence the name, truth social. You didn't make it fake social. You didn't make it bullshit social. You didn't make it shove it up your ass and fucking shove it out your throat social. No, you made it truth social. So if somebody sends something that's true and all it is is numbers that says, hey, look, this is real. Hey, motherfucker. What are you doing? Other than being a liberal or a Democrat or better yet, you're being everything everybody else hates. You're living up to your name. Is that what you're supposed to do? Are you truly the Antichrist? Is this what we have to look forward to? Are you our false savior? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Because I've got to start wondering. You have yet to come out against the vaccine. He just doubled down on it. He came out. He's, he's against the mandates, but he's pro-vaccine. So, again, I have to wonder. What the fuck is going on in your camp? What are you doing? Mm. You look like a floundering fish right now and a fat one at that. From a political standpoint, your campaign looks like a fucking car wreck and the bitch is on fire. Yeah, Paul Walker's driving. I'm just saying, you've got some problems and it's early on, you can fix it. Tomorrow, you need to come out against the vaccine. Tomorrow, you need to reinstate Tracy PCB to fucking true social. And anybody else that's been removed for speaking the truth. That's everybody. And you better also have a plan for those political prisoners from January 6th, because I still haven't heard anything out of your mouth about that. Nah, he doesn't care about them. That really pisses me off, too, because they were there for you, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. It's about time that you identify the blood. I have taped video fucking podcasts 
where we told people President Trump has never asked you anything before except to show up January 6th. What are you going to do? People showed up and now are sitting in jail. So now I ask you, what are you going to do, President Trump? Because I'm, I'm, you know, you do a lot of talking, bro. I haven't seen a lot of doing. Right now you're in control of true social. Why'd you throw her off? Put her back on. That's a simple one. That should just be a snap of the fucking finger, bro. Seriously. I, I, I don't care if he's the president or not. He needs to start coming out and talking about these issues that we have problems with. His base currently is in turmoil. If I was his political advisor, I would tell him, hey, sir, your base is currently in turmoil. Mm -hmm. Why? Half of them want you to come out after against the vaccine. The other half are still asleep. Are still asleep. How do you wake that half up? Well, quite honestly and simply, you tell the truth. Just tell the truth. That's all we want. Yes. Americans don't want anything else but the truth. No matter how cold, no matter how hard, no matter how stinky, no matter how spiky, all we want is the fucking truth. Just give us the truth. We're people. We will always figure a way around it, but give us the fucking truth to start with. We still haven't gotten the truth about the vaccine. We still haven't gotten the truth about the elections, and we're still getting more bullshit about elections. We're watching Arizona become a blue state. That okay. one's got me scratching my head. So I never thought I'd see that happen. Let's see. Uh, Ellsworth said, evidently he controls Congress and still nothing yet. Um, interesting you say that. Coming out of uh, Badlands Substack, the chosen one. Hmm. President Trump is the king of trolling the left because he said he was the chosen one. I don't know if you all missed that. One of my favorite moments of Trump trolling the enemy was when he called himself the chosen one. And you remember, remember that? Remember how the left freaked out? He was talking about China stealing our manufacturing and intellectual property. And he was going to stop it all after past presidents had allowed it to happen because he was the chosen one. This freaked out the left so much I made a meme about it. Not me, the person writing this article. I would like to take that term, the chosen one, and offer an opinion I don't think many people may have even contemplated before, but that actually makes a lot of sense given what we've witnessed over the last few years. I believe that Biden is actually the chosen one. Who chose him? How much control does Trump have in this game of chess? Far more than we know. I have often told people that Trump and the military are in far more control of things than we realize. For example, they were in complete control of the election for Speaker of the House, and I didn't realize it until afterwards. The political drama to choose the new Speaker of the House is one of the most incredible shows we have seen in a long time. There are a lot of opinions on what was really happening and what the result would be, but I don't think anybody had it completely right. I know I was fooled. I knew Trump wanted Kevin McCarthy and that McCarthy would be speaker, but like many, I was completely wrong about Matt Gates and his motivations. I thought Gates was grandstanding for personal political gain, and I wasn't happy with him at all. Boy, was I wrong. Remember what Q said? What makes a movie good? Great actors? It is no coincidence that Trump used the words good and great in several truths he posted during this drama. Did you know that Trump posted this one on January 4th, the same day as Q's post from five years ago? 
Some really great conversations, some really good conversations took place last night. And it's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin, close the deal, take the victory and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California. The only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good job, maybe even a great job. Just watch. Good movie. Great actors. No coincidences. Trump was trying to tell us we were watching a movie. Gates did an awesome job of acting. So did MTG, McCarthy, and Trump. It was no coincidence that they purposely delayed the vote so that the final vote to make McCarthy speaker came just after midnight on January 7th and in the 15th round. Everyone got what they wanted. To me, this Q post confirmed that it was all staged from January 7th, 2018. Good win. Win, win, 15. We literally watched Trump completely change how the House does business through negotiation, the art of the deal. He used the drama to expose how the House was run under Nancy Pelosi and through negotiations set the path for the House to give the power back to the people. There is no doubt now that Trump was directing the whole play. I also believe that the plan was to let Biden steal the election, putting Democrats in control of everything so they would get the blame for what's happening. We also needed to avoid a civil war, which was the enemy's plan, first kicked off on January 6, 2021. They never expected Trump to just walk away. But now so many things are happening to the enemy at once. Everything is being exposed all at the same time, and the media is being forced to cover it all, all planned and timed. Q told us something important. Sometimes you can't tell the public the truth. You must show them. A deeply entrenched enemy who controls the vast majority of communications is only defeated by game theory. What we're witnessing is the biggest sting in world history, a massive trap. A trap is something by which one is caught or stopped unawares. Also, a position or situation from which it is difficult or impossible to escape. Q, November 15th, 19, uh, 2019. What advantages might exist when you know the other side's playbook? Trap. Enjoy the show. How better to know the other side's playbook than by choosing your opponent? Let's go way back to the Democrat primaries in 2019, and I'll try to make the case that Trump actually chose his opponent in the 2020 election. At that time, you know, I'll tell you what, this is... Um, this is pretty long, and I don't really want to read the whole thing. Uh, you guys can find this at the Badlands Substack. Um, and it goes through how Trump pretty much directed Biden to become the candidate. My issue with this, and he also thinks that thinks that uh, that Hunter Biden flipped a long time ago, which gave Trump all the leverage he needed to control Biden. And we've discussed this before, the possibility that Trump's in charge or that the military is in charge. Again, the problem I have with this is, the problem that we both have with this is, if Trump is in charge, what the fuck over? Why have you let us suffer? Seriously. Why have so many Americans suffered? Why are so many Americans still suffering? Why are people still lining up to get the jab? Why are people still being fired from their jobs for not getting the jab? And maybe the the military is in charge and that would make sense because the military doesn't give a fuck about you. Um, and uh, yeah, that's actually a good segue into that because this is a Navy SEAL on here. Um, let's let's let him talk about this real quick. I, I <clears throat> No, you, I, I get it. Kiwi boy. Whoa, whoa. 
calm down. We get it. It's a fucking world problem. You're right. It is a world problem. However, right now, we live here in the United States. I'm not saying there's nothing different about the world. And to be honest, I'm just telling you that I don't know what the hell else is going on in Canada. I don't know what's going on down in Mexico. I know what's going on here in the United States. And if it's happening here, it's more than likely happening in Canada, if not all together in Canada, and more than likely happening in Mexico. Based on the contracts that we have, um, I shared them with Ellsworth already, but um, I would say that the U.S. military is right now in control of pretty much the entire world. Now, that's, that is a line of accounting, and I can tell you that right now. I've already looked at it. Okay. The only thing that tells me anything weird about those, first of all, is they did it on the 21st in November. There's a reason for this. Believe it or not, they were going after that line of credit accounting. They wanted that because they know what they do with that. It automatically goes to a DFAS accounting cycle because they're the only people there. The whole government shut down. They're not going to get an accounting code from anywhere else. So where do you turn when the whole government shut down? You go to the fucking army or you go to the military. The military's got, they're out open 24 seven. They're going to get a line in the county. Maybe. I, I, who's giving them orders? Great question. Is it coming from Davos? We don't know. Is it coming from DARPA? We don't it, know. I can tell you this right now. Joe is not marching to our orders. No. Joe isn't marching to anything of the American people. Joe is marching to the fucking... I'm the World Economic Forum is about the only other fucking thing I could think of. And the who? Because he's not doing what the American people want. Mm -hmm. He is blowing our economic system up into a billion different bits. We're going to end up being a third world country if we don't do anything to change this shit. We're already there. We just, not everyone's pulled the wool up over their eyes yet. Take that beanie off, pull it up. I, I, anyway, play us. This is a, but this was on that, that uh, podcast fearless, which actually the whole show is here, but I just queued it up to this specific point where this guy's talking in terms that you'll understand. I don't know how to play this from here. I think I have to play it through this. Yeah. A former Navy SEAL, uh, an American hero, a patriot, uh, has served our country with honor and distinction. Kenny, uh, Steve's here to help talk about what has gone on with the military and what the damage has done to morale, these vaccine mandates, and how th- they're running out. I mean, just think about what type of guy joins the military and then joins the Navy SEAL. That's a rugged masculine, fearless man. And now they want to inject that group of men with fear and the vaccine and things they don't believe in in order to serve. It's devastated our military. It's it's devastated the morale. It's changed. I'll let Steve explain. You know what, Steve, I am going to start with you. John, I'm going to make you wait. John's the greatest person here, the most accomplished (laughs) person here, the most famous person here. But I'm going to start with Steve Kaplan a guy that's been in the fire in the mix. I I can't, they're changing the type of man that would 
be eligible to join this military with the vaccine and with, I don't know if I want to go down this road, but there's the woke politics. I don't know if I want you to go there, but it's just changing who joins the military, who's even eligible to be a Navy SEAL. It just seems to go against the entire personality of the type of guy that would join the military. That's totally true. And uh, we were actually talking last night about it. I think it, culturally, we'll go down a little bit down to world culture. Um, <clears throat> the type of men that America is producing now are a bunch of wussies. To be blunt about it, and that's broad stroke. There's always outliers, and I think the major problem with that is fatherlessness uh, across the Western culture. Steve, really. would you like to host this show? You're, you're, or have you been listening to this show that I talk about this every day? Continue, right? please. <laughs> All right. Well, there was there's a lot of studies that have been done in in, um, in our community in the SEAL community. Not very many guys are SEALs. It's very few. Uh, so th there's a lot of studies that universities have done. Psychiatrists, psychologists have all done, and over many, many, many years. And they found two common factors among SEALs and pretty much only two. And again, this is also broad stroke. There's always outliers, but the two most common things that, that's important uh, or that stick out are they come from really good families with strong fathers. They're retarded and they like to lift a lot. That stay together and they're good at chess. And they're good at chess. Oh, really? We're strategic thinkers. Um, that's the two most common things. Are you on chess.com? What's that? Are you on chess.com? No, because oh. I beat everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I look at the whole situation that's going on right now. We were also talking about this last night. I look at, you know, we, we, we argue very much uh, on a tactical level. If there's anything that I'm an expert in amongst all these great people here, um, and, and I'm truly humbled to be in the presence of such great men and women here. Uh, is that I, I see things from a very tactical way. I'm, I'm an expert in, in tactics. Tactics are like, I kick that door down over there. Number one guy goes left. Number two guy goes right. Number three guy goes left. Number four guy goes right. These are the words I say. And that's how we move to whatever flow through a house to capture the bad guy or whatever we're doing. It's all tactics. And, and in SEAL community, we argue tactics all the time. What's the best tactics? And I listen to a lot of what's going on, not just even here today, but to just the talk and the chatter goes on amongst like-minded people like ourselves. And all we do is argue tactics and we can win on the tactical level, but the tactical level is the lowest common, that's the lowest level of the pyramid. Above that, you have a strategic level and above that, you have the operational level. And, um, and none of that even matters, but the capstone or the, 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 the top of the pyramid, if you will, is, uh, well, one, you have to define what victory looks like. So we're talking about vaccines, vaccine mandates. We're talking about, uh, what it's done in the medical world. The medical world is very much a, a strategic operation. Um, and then, and then you could break that down to, into subcategories and we'll call those tactics. Uh, how do you win in Washington? How do you win in the schools? How do you win in all these different things? Those are all tactics. Uh, the operational level, like in the military, we went operation Iraqi freedom, operation enduring freedom. These are big operations with all different pockets of strategic ways of looking at it. And then the tactical level, which is where I usually step in as a SEAL. And that's very much on a, on a, uh, a military mindset. So I look at the world around us from that, from that perspective. And the enemy is 10 steps ahead of us. They'll let us win on the tactical level. I'd let us win on a tactical level too. You win that little battle over there, win that little battle over there. But unless we define what victory looks like, what the heck's the point? What does victory look like? And not just on victory day one, what does victory look like on day two and week one 
in month one, in year seven, and to my kids and my grandkids, what does victory look like? Then it gives prudence to the actual conversation that we're having on the tactical level. How do we win this? Because on the tactical level, now we've satisfied the strategic uh, arena. And then that, that winning of that strategic arena satisfies the operational arena and then we define, then we actually walk out our victory. But even then, none of that matters until you define who the bad guy is. You know, a boxer could be a great boxer, but if he's beaten the wind, it's, it's irrelevant. But until he connects with the enemy, nothing matters. So the real question is, is who's the enemy? What does victory look like? As a relationship. Yeah, that is the questions we need to start asking. Yeah. We need to start asking those questions. We need to start asking, what does victory look like? And who is what, the enemy? What is the outcome? Who's the enemy? And what does victory look like? He's he's damn right. And, and I'll, I I'll tell you that I, that interview, it was three and a half hours and it wasn't just him. There was a, a whole bunch of people and they kind of rotated through and it was, I mean, uh, RFK Jr. and um, so a football player, me. like do, do all, I... all kinds of people on there. It was fantastic. That, I think, was the best segment in that interview. And I... RFK was talking about like how his dad was killed and like, and all, uh, you know, going back, you should listen to that interview. It was really good. I'll send it to you. Um, but I mean, stuff you'd be really interested in. But that in particular, I think that sums up, that solidifies what, we need to do. That's what we always ask. What do we, what do we do? How do we fix this? What do we do? Well, we can't figure out what we do until we ask those two questions. What does victory look like? And who's the enemy? In this movement, we are a T. And when I say T, all right, I'm using the old military terms for trained, untrained, and preparing to train. Okay. And those were the three ways that they followed uh, your MTO and your medal and how you accomplish the tasks that your company, company had to accomplish within a year of its, you know, so you could be deployable. One of the things we in this community are, we're, we are a T at identifying what the problem is. We are a T at identifying who the enemy is. We are very untrained at getting people to listen because we don't go at them with facts and we do go at them with passion and we should go at them with passion. I'm sorry. There's not an argument. If it's worth arguing, then you better have some fucking passion behind it. Because if you have no passion behind it, what's the point in arguing? See, I don't agree that we're a T in figuring out who the enemy is because there's so much infighting going on, right? Do Dr. Robert Malone is suing freaking um, the, the Briggins, uh, Dr. Briggin, and then uh, as well as Stu Peters and Dr. Ruby and all, all this see, bullshit, I, I, right? See, okay, and okay, then that's all bullshit. And now Sasha Latipova and whoa, whoa, Karen whoa. Kingston hold are on, arguing about on. this whole contract Stop. thing. Time, time out. Stop. Please, I'm not talking about those fucking morons. They all just keep fighting I, with each other. I am not talking about those. I would never refer to those fucking morons. The only people I would refer to here are the two chats that are going on my fucking screen. That's you. the only people I would refer to okay. because I don't trust them either. I've already made that plain, blatantly obvious. Uh, I know. I don't fucking trust a soul. I know. I trust these people who chat in front of me because I know they're real people. Why? Because they have real problems. We read about them every night. Yeah. We hear about them. They reach out to us. They talk to us. Yeah. 
Fuck those people. I don't give a shit about what they say. I don't care about their infighting. We're not infighting. We're not fucking suing people. We're not running around saying, oh, Cisco kid, you're a bad person. Bad person. I don't dis I disagree with get him out. No, we don't do that. No. Fuck that. No, fuck them. I don't give a shit about those faggots. What I care about are who are the people that are going to be on the ground? Who are the people that are going to be sitting behind triggers? Because guess what? None of those faggots are going to pick up a goddamn rifle and stand a fucking post. But I know every single motherfucker in this wolf pack will stand up and fucking kill the next motherfucker coming at him. Period. That's true. That is the fucking, that's all I give a shit about. I give a fuck less about those fucking homo stupid. Bring that shit like it matters to me. Fuck that faggot. But that guy, what he was saying, and I... I, I think I've met him once or twice. I know the company that he was involved in that got shut down. That really sucks. Um, I mean, he is a minus. He's a seal. That's probably the worst part. And I hope I don't sound like that when I talk about shit. I don't think I do. No. I never talk about it. So I really don't say much. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was big on that whole seal, mm, seal, 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 seal. All right, you, you get a thundercax for your rant. The, the chat has, has you've deemed it. Has oh, deemed it okay, and, and then kicks. and then it's time for our justice. It is. Tribute. It definitely is because you've got to be fucking kidding me. Are you shitting me? Yeah, no, 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 no. That that doesn't that, that doesn't work. That can't be. Yeah, that doesn't work. I'm gonna have to fix that right now. Yeah, well, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Fuck is it? There it is. Okay, I gotta go in. Configure. I, I don't know. How, I I don't know what. I I I dumped a bunch of memory too. So like I great. I did not get rid of anything. I, I don't know where this was, so I'm going to have to find it again. Oh, that's a rough one. <sighs> but I can't have that. that you can't not have a thunder. Yes, yes, I have to have that. So we have to fix that. No shit. Let me do this for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, as I look for it, um, Texas chat. Do do we want to roll our OBS version back? I see. I thought about that. However, when we had before we did the update, it was all fucked up. Like it, it kept. No, it didn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't until the day before the update came out. Then, yeah. when the update came out, then it got all fucked up. I know. So if we roll it back, I'm afraid it'll get all fucked up again. I'm kind of afraid of that too. So, I, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about that one. We'll have to see. Hopefully, they'll fix this. I, I'm bullshit. Really hoping that they fix it fast. Yeah, because that that's that's pretty ridiculous, right there. What the. Fuck? I have no idea. Well, we might be fucked tonight. I might not get my thunder kicks. So I'm gonna have to get that later. Okay. Well, it hits from the bong. I I hope we have that too, because I don't know. I had, didn't get to fuck with any of this, so I have no idea. There you go. All right, we'll come Second back to that. Important. We'll get the thunder kicks back. You got it. I'm gonna have to go look for it. All right. I don't know where it is. Oh, and release the scratching. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Do that. Before I forget.
It's got the picture of Grace on the front. That's the. That's not it. This is ours. No, it's not. That's the Red Pill Project. One thirteen. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Release the scratching. The scratching has been released over on the pill side. Look at that. Oh, I can't scratch off. You can't scratch off your own scratching. I released it. Doesn't matter. You're the host. Victoria, thank you for the shades. Gracias. Appreciate it. There we go. All right. Hit this bitch. You can't suck at that hard right off the bat. Jeez. Said no man ever. All right. Fantastic. So what uh what else we got tonight? You want to go here, here, here? Where do you want to go to? Oh, are you doing that? Go to the next chief nerd. Go to the chief nerd one. Right. Are you playing this a different way now? Yeah. Interesting. I'm trying something, seeing how this works. I don't know if I'm okay. gonna like it as much, but Mike. Okay. Oh no. Well, we'll try it. Lick my scratch and very funny biting suck stuff. Question, where do you think we would be if America didn't have the second? Um, FEMA camps? Anyone? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be Australia. Did you hear that um Jacinda Arden the stepped Prime down? Minister, well, she didn't step down. She's not she's, running. She's she's not seeking she re-election. She is resigning as of February 4th or something. Yeah, she's not seeking re-election. Mm-hmm, because she's scared. Because she knows that she's going to fucking get shot. Because she's terrified. Because they're going to kill her. Because everybody hates her. Yep. She can't even stay in New Zealand. Yep. Honestly, I wonder where she's going to go. Great question. Uh, if we didn't have the, if I, I swear to God, if we didn't have the, we'd have to, we'd be much more like Australia, I think, um, kind of bastard children's of England anyway. We are um, more bastardized than the Scottish even, and fuck in most cases the Irish, um, just because we have a bigger economy and they suck off of a tent more. It's all it is. Mm. What it really boils down to. If Ireland and Scotland had those types of economy, they they would have been the bastard children more before Except us. They balance their budget. Well, that's the problem. So you know. Anyway. Oh, let's see. Someone Great. died suddenly in Wix's neighborhood today. That's nothing new. I know. Anyway, this is another um, little clip from. Uh, this is the Senator Johnson one. Yeah, I. I'm, I know. Again. I said I would play this just for you. Is there enough appetite out there, even in the general population, let alone where you work, to actually have accountability so this doesn't happen again? So go back after World War II. The reason the Nuremberg trials, one of the, one of the reasons that it was made possible is because Eisenhower made sure 
The camps were exposed and photographed, and those horrors were revealed to the world. Um, that's why the first step here is exposure. And, and one of the reasons, well, the, the main reason, and I got contacted by Ken Rutgers, whose wife was vaccine injured, that got me involved with the vaccine injured community. And you know, my main reason for advocating for them is so they can be seen, heard, believed, and healed and treated. Because right now, without federal agencies, without medical establishment uh, acknowledging that, they, they can't even get treatment. Mm -hmm. But the vaccine injured also can play just a key role of raising the awareness so that these harms are exposed so we can actually have accountability, so we can actually... Um, so we can actually fix these problems. And there's, there's really two tracks here. On, on the one hand, it's about the origin so that we can have much stronger international treaties to, to tightly control what science now allows. And on the other hand, compassionately deal with the people who've been harmed by these actions, been harmed by these vaccines. Um, and from my standpoint, one of the points I've been making uh, as we've been discussing this this morning is we need the vaccine injured to get organized on a state by state basis and set up meetings to meet with their House members and their senators and tell their stories. There are, there are powerful stories. I mean, you, you can't sit and listen to these things and not believe these people. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm talking to colleagues and I say, are you being contacted by the people talking about vaccine injuries and they look at me like I'm from outer space. It's like, what are you talking about? Is it going to take one of your, one of your colleagues to collapse suddenly to die suddenly? Is that what it's going to take? Well, um, God, I mean, I hope not. Okay. Uh, but you're seeing with, you know, the, the Buffalo bills player, mm -hmm. uh, you saw how quickly they already had the excuse, right? Commodio cordis. And, you know, certainly within my doctorate group, Very common immediately, in 24 immediately people are saying that is, there's no way yeah. that is a, a, a small object, high speed in an unprotected, probably young chest. That's not what this was. And yet, again, what we're up against, the COVID cartel, they were so prepared for that eventuality because they anticipated it. So, again, we are up against powerful forces. You know, I've used the analogy in terms of what the FBI did sabotaging in advance the revelation that uh, Hunter Biden had this computer. They, they, have, they went to those lengths. You know, unsolicited briefings to myself and Chuck Grassley, uh, working with Twitter and, and the social media companies. They were laying the groundwork in case Paul McIsaac ever had the courage to come forward and, and reveal that publicly. Think about the COVID cartel, mm -hmm. the lengths they will go to protect themselves to not be exposed. So again, this this is this literally is all about exposure. You know, for the first time, he, he's being honest, and I actually I kind of appreciate that. He's telling us without telling us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, that no one's no. going to be held accountable for this. No, no, no. You didn't hear him. We're against powerful forces. We are against powerful forces. He didn't have to say, he said it three times. There is a reason why he said it that way. Think about it. He can't tell you 
what it is. You have to see it for yourself. I gotta say, I see it. And I bet all of you fuckers do. But I, I bet the rest of these fuckers out here, they don't see it. We could show it to them. But they're not going to see it until it happens to them. Why? Because I go back to what Scott said earlier. There's that generation out there that's okay with sticking their head right back in the sand. Yep. They're completely cool with it. And unfortunately, most of those fuckers are in charge of us right now. They're in the House. They're in the Senate. There are elected leaders. There's a reason why we say that it's not just term limits. There should be a maximum age limit in the Senate, not just a minimum age limit. That was great for our forefathers to put in, but we need a maximum age. Just, just to eliminate should be retirement age. Just to eliminate the generational deal. Yeah, it's it just it's that simple. I, I don't like. It I don't like it either. I am. It's slow. Doing it. Yeah, it was fucking mm -hmm. around on screen yeah. all the time. And normally when we do it through this, it's yep. perfect. Yeah, runs like a champ. Yeah, so fuck them. But I, I just, I, yeah, I don't forget. But yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think there should be cameras on everyone. I think everyone in Congress should wear a camera. I think you should be able to be listen to exactly what you're representing. You know what? If there's a group of people that should be 5G equipped with chips and all that other shit so we can retinally, visually, and even if we have to, smell, taste, and hear everything that's going on around them, I believe Congress and the Senate should be the first ones up for it to include mm. the president and everybody else that works up on Capitol Hill. And I believe that there should be a program on the computer. We can go click a little button. We could just click in and listen. Are we going to have to listen to battleship battles in the restrooms? We might. <laughs> that's terrible. But I believe that's what these people want. Mm. So if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Oh, no more lobbyists. All lobbyists should be gone. No. Fuck no, no. That's yeah. a, that is. <laughs> yeah. No. That lobbyists. is. So my first two acts, if I'm ever elected president, legalize first one, legalize weed, legalize weed yep. right off the bat. Yep. Second one, I'm abolishing all federal agencies that we don't need anymore. All alphabet agencies are gone. All federal agencies that we don't need anymore, not just alphabet, mm -hmm. all federal agencies that we don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. Third thing I'm going to do. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. El numero uno. Okay. Yep. Well, trace, actually. Well, el numero trace. Correct. Okay. <laughs> well put. Oh, anyway, um, we covered this the other night. But, yes, uh, yes, yes, I did. I sure have, Liana. The trans bill coming from Scotland. Did you hear about that? No, about the trans bill. From oh, Scotland. yeah. They're trying to make a bill for trans fucker, for trans people in Scotland, make them part of the Scottish. Don't even ask. It's disgusting. Okay, no one cares. All right. I, I can't even. No, I think it's disgusting. It is. I think it's fucking gross. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm amazed because you get angry 
very seldomly, but when we get on the trans topic, it boils your blood. I know it does. Mm -hmm. But what about the rest of you women out there? I understand why black people get really mad at blackface. I I, I would take this as the same thing. A personal front front. I uh, you you name it, whatever you want to name it, but. It's hard to offend me, and and that is highly offensive. And to not, do it as a joke it's is not, one thing. It's not. No, it's not. And honestly, it's not all trans people. Like there, there are some, there are some people that like you, like for example, Blair White. I don't know who Blair. Okay, White Blair White. Um, she's been on. Does Joe, she do porn? Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, this that and the other, smoking hot. I'd never have known that she used to be a dude, right? She doesn't make a big deal out of it. She's, she's been, you know, trans for a long time. Um, and, uh, I, and she's a, she's a huge conservative and she's a big advocate for like, you know, like, Conservative value. Yes. Values. And and like against these, like this fucking Dylan person that does this this stupid shit. Like that's not she's like, that's that's not she's like literally I was born in, in the wrong body. That's not what these people these things are doing. Yeah. That's a totally different thing. Right. I, I, I just I, I look at it this way, okay. We have uh that's just all it, it's all disgusting to me. I yeah. I nope. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're right, Lindsay. It's, it's a person problem. It's yeah, you, a, you, there are some people that are just making a mockery of what it means to be a woman. And those people fucking piss me off. Well, those are the same people that used to go to support group meetings all the time. Like they go show up at AA, they would mm-hmm. go, like you saw in uh, what was the movie that made it famous? The fucking Brad Pitt movie where he's fighting fight club, fight club. Mm-hmm. That's the one where th- they were meeting at these, yeah, the, the same type of people that need that. They hate themselves that much that, that they need that reassurance mm-hmm. that their life sucks the worst. Yeah. Drives well, me nuts. McDonald's bullshit. Yeah. Exactly, Wix. Stop trying to shove it and stay away from kids. Yeah, no shit. That's it. Also, be advised, don't go to McDonald's. There's a video floating around there. Oh, of Dude, how they actually make, how chicken, they actually nuggets. make chicken nuggets. Dude, I, I haven't eaten at McDonald's in the longest we time. Haven't, I've mm-hmm. not eaten at McDonald's for a very long time. Mm-mm. No. Um, but y'all, stay away from McDonald's. Mm. Disgusting. So gross. It's fucking nasty. Nasty. Fucking nasty. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so we, we covered this, uh, this was, um, from Steve Kirsch uncovered this, uh, but Tucker brought it to the mainstream the other night. He sure did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we've talked about, we talked about this months ago. No, no, no. We just talked about this the other day. No, this is brand new. We talked about this same thing months ago. We've been calling this what was going to happen to the the files, but not the FAA losing the health requirements. Yeah. And yet here's something pretty amazing that happened without much notice at all, without any explanation publicly. The FAA just made a major change in the health requirements for pilots with heart damage. The FAA has significantly broadened the acceptable EKG range for commercial pilots. Steve Kirsch reported this on his Substack. Now, the change now allows people with injured hearts, cardiac injury, to fly. Now, the FAA made this change last October just after the vaccines were rolled out and made mandatory. Why? 
Well, we reached out to the FAA today for an explanation. They claim they, quote, follow standard processes based on data and science, whatever that means. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long is an Army flight surgeon. She joins us tonight to assess. Doctor, thank you so much uh, for coming on. So this, you know, raised some red flags, I would say, for people, given what's at stake in commercial air travel. Why do you think the FAA did this? It's very obscure because extending the PR interval from um, the acceptable range of 120 to 200 milliseconds to 300 milliseconds um, does not improve safety. And I would like to see the data and the research that they based that decision on. In aviation, we are a data-driven um, institution and everything centers around risk mitigation. So making that um, broader actually puts the, the public at greater risk of a, of a pilot having um, a cardiac event that didn't get caught because um, they've extended that range. So, I mean, that's inexplicable. Everything the FAA does, as you just said, has to be designed with one goal in mind, and that's the safest possible flight, commercial, military pilot. I mean, and pilots think that way. So there is no way in Europe. Really quick, I just want to make sure I want to clear up some questions that you all might have here. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're talking about milliseconds. All right, I was corrected the other day. I thought it was about your heart rate. It's not. Um, when you asked me, what does that mean? The MS, yeah, point two MS. Point two to yeah. point whatever, unlimited now. Point three, yeah. Okay, so look, this is the deal. And I was corrected. I, when I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. I was dead wrong about this one. This is involving an EKG. And when they get, when you go in for a flight physical, you get an EKG. I got a normally, a normal EKG is 12 leads. The most you can do in an EKG is 48. Um, when you go in for your standard flight physical, you get a 16 lead EKG. It can hear all four parts of your heart. It can feel the electronic pulses in your heart, and it can tell which ventricle is opening and which one's closing during from that electrical pulse. EKGs measure in milliseconds. Gotcha. So when they say from point for point two, you have to have a perfect EKG when they hook you up for point two milliseconds. It has to be. Any deviation automatically starts a heart inquiry board. And that is your initial step in a flight board. But now it's point three. Now it's unlimited. No, it's point two to point three. Yeah, but it's the thing mm -hmm. is they can go, they can keep yeah, pushing yeah. it. Yeah. If they if the doctor feels it's prudent, mm -hmm. they can keep pushing it. Mm -hmm. So now we have taken the risk management and the risk mitigation out of the equation and we're putting it all in the hands of one certified person who supposedly is a doctor because he's got this degree sitting on the wall behind me. Hmm. You trust that? Mm. I don't know. I've trusted a lot more wetter farts. Uh-huh. StreamYard has lost access to your Twitch account. Well, isn't that fantastic? How did we get kicked off at of Twitch? Click here to reconnect to your destination. 
Did we get booted from Twitch? I don't know. We got booted from Twitch. You were offline. The fuck? Dude, we got booted. Our account is temporarily suspended. It's currently suspended. Why is our account suspended? What the fuck? Dude. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. Look for All the- right, don't do this right now because we're almost done here. I I want to find out what the fuck just happened. Are we broadcasting anywhere else? I mean, yeah, we're broadcasting everywhere else. On Twitch, though. Oh, we're still on... Uh... Cannabis and Combat. Um, hey, you're all going to have to go over Cannabis and Combat. Yeah, it just says, it says Patriot Party Pod went offline. Yep. Dude, how did we get suspended? What did we get suspended for now? Wow, we just got booted from Twitch. This channel has been suspended. Look at that. For what? Does it say? I don't know. Wow. Well. Oh, that's hysterical. Now the text messages are rolling in. Oh, yeah? I guess we must be over the target tonight. We got we're, it. We're hitting something. We're still well, at 46 I mean, viewers. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are... I mean, it just rolled out that everyone... that it got suspended. So we can still see the chat. I don't know if you guys can still see us if you're on Patriot Party Pod. Yeah. I mean, the show's still going. Um, go over Y'all got to, booted. Yeah. I mean, you go over to Cannabis and Combat because we're still on there. Yeah. If you guys can and still hear us. So I don't know how long we're going to be suspended for, but we do have a, a backup account. Um, It'll be Patriot Party Pod PDC one. Yeah, it's uh, hold on. Uh, Twitch just kicked us off completely. Yeah, yeah, because because it's that one. Yeah. Um, go to edit. Yeah, yeah. Remove. I'm gonna remove that. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna edit. And then add add that one. Yeah. Patriot Party. Uh, PDC one. Yeah. Pa- the the Patriot Party PDC one. So add that one. Okay. Okay. There we go. <sighs> Too funny. Wow. Well, we got our backup accounts, so yeah. we always go to our backups. So now we're at okay. Patriot Party, the Patriot Party Pod PDC no, the, one. The Patriot Party PDC one, not pod. Oh. The Patriot Party PDC one is the backup account. Yes. So um we'll be streaming there. So fun right. times. No so, idea how that happened. Look amazing. at that. Anyway, uh we don't finish with him. We're good. Yeah. And we still have Rumble going. We still have CloudHub going. You know, Twitch is our kind of our smallest anyway. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, the play the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated will be vindicated. All right. I don't give a fuck about the people at Davos today. We'll talk about them tomorrow. We shall. Mm-hmm. I know we're still here. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're we're good. We're still here. How do I get verified on Twitch? Cannabis, Cannabis comment. Yeah, I don't know we, if you can. Yeah, because nobody has access to the account. We just broadcast through it. Um, we have a stream key to it. Yeah, I, there. Uh, someone might be a mod that could do it. Can mods verify people? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. If you're over the target, then you're suspended for life. Mm-hmm. Well, then this will be the fourth time we've been suspended. The third, I think. Third. Mm-hmm. This might be it. We'll see. For our Twitch accounts. We might be going to straight pilled. We've been indefinitely suspended. Yep. 
This is it. We're over the target. Hateful slurs or symbols. Really? What? What? Are Are you kidding me? For what? It said uh, for a hateful slur or symbol. Insulting another person with a hateful slur on stream. Did we didn't insult anyone? Yeah. No. Did we insult anyone with a hateful slur? Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to go up here. On stream. Um. I, I know we haven't played anything. No, no. Hmm. Maybe about the trans. Oh, maybe it was my rant on trans people. Oh, maybe that could have done it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was Nick. How was it me? No, no, it was me. No, it was me. It's always me that gets us suspended. <laughs> Oh. Indefinitely, so that yeah, we channel's in, probably going to be suspended. gone. Mm -hmm. I said tranny. Don't say it again, dumbass. <laughs> I love it. It wasn't even that bad. I know <laughs> it wasn't. Funny. I've had way worse fucking seriously rants. Okay. Holy shit! <laughs> this is great. Too funny. All right. Well, go ahead and put um. Yeah, I'll I'll put it in there. Uh, go ahead and play this, and I'll I'll put the. Uh... What? The... Hold on. What the? Our new. Uh, yeah. The channel. Yeah, play that. Play that video. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this: What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. Get vaccinated. So you basically see it. This is going to be like almost like you probably don't see like this. The two different classes of people: if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated, that is what it is. So, yep. Yeah, if you are anti-mandate, you are absolutely anti-vax. I don't care what your personal vaccination status is. If you support, champion, give a green light, give comfort to, support anybody who argues against the vaccine, you are an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. Your personal vaccination status is utterly irrelevant. If you campaign against the mandate, if you campaign against people being vaccinated in vulnerable settings, teachers in classrooms, I'll be really clear, at that point in time, people are actually supporting the idea of a teacher being unvaccinated in a remote community classroom with kids who can't be vaccinated. I reject that, I still reject it. And if you are out there in any way, shape or form campaigning against this mandate, you are absolutely anti-vaxxed.
dear supporters and dear followers. Today, an Austrian newspaper published the rules the government wants to introduce on the 1st of January already here in Austria. Those rules say that if you're not vaccinated, you can get fined up to 2,000 euros each time you're caught unvaccinated. This can mean, and this is explicitly um, being said so, that you can also get fined more than once a day, also three times, four times, five times, if you're unvaccinated. If you refuse to pay this, the government wants to put us into a, an, a separate prison, which, is which has to be created for unvaccinated people up to one year. COVID was a battlefield, it would still be warm with the bodies of the unvaccinated. Thankfully, the mandates are letting up and both sides of the war stumble back to the new normal. The unvaccinated are the heroes of the last two years, as they allowed us all to have a control group in the great experiment and highlight the shortcoming of the COVID vaccines. The unvaccinated carry many battle scars and injuries as they are the people we tried to mentally break. Yet no one wants to talk about what we did to them and what they forced the science to unveil. We knew that the waning immunity of the fully vaccinated had the same risk profile as others within society as the minority of the unvaccinated, yet we marked them for special persecution. You see, we said that they had not done the right thing for the greater good by handing their bodies and medical autonomy over to the state. Many of the so-called health experts and political leaders in Australia admitted the goal was to make life almost unlivable for the unvaccinated, which was multiplied many times by the collective mob, with the fight taken into workplaces, friendships, and family gatherings. Today, the hard truth is none of it was justified as we took a quick slide from righteousness to absolute cruelty. We might lay the blame on our leaders and health experts for the push but each individual within society must be held accountable for stepping into the well-laid-out trap. 
We did this despite knowing full well that principled opposition is priceless. When it comes to what goes inside our bodies and we let ourselves be tricked into believing that going into another ineffective lockdown would be the fault of the unvaccinated and not the fault of the toxic policy of ineffective vaccines. We took pleasure in scapegoating the unvaccinated because after months of engineered lockdowns by political leaders blinded by power, having someone to blame and turn to burn at the stake felt good. We believed we had logic, love, and truth on our side, so it was easy to wish death upon the unvaccinated. Those of us who ridiculed and mocked the non-compliant did it because we were embarrassed by their courage and principles and didn't think the unvaccinated would make it through unbroken. And we turned the holdouts into punching bags. Lambie, Carr, Chan, Andrews, McGowan, Gunner, and the other cast of hundreds in prominent roles. And we here in America, we could add Fauci and the rest of them and Biden in prominent roles need to be held to account for vilifying the unvaccinated in public and fueling angry social media mobs. The mobs, the masked Nazis, and the vaccine disciples have been embarrassed by betting against the unvaccinated because mandates only had the power we gave them. It was not compliance that ended domination by big pharma companies, Bill Gates and his many organizations, and the World Economic Forum. It was thanks to the people we tried to embarrass, ridicule, mock, and tear down. We should all try and find some inner gratitude for the unvaccinated as we took the bait by hating them because their perseverance and courage bought us the time to see we were wrong. So if mandates ever return for COVID or any other disease or virus, hopefully more of us will be awake and see the rising authoritarianism that has no concern for our well-being and is more about power and control. The war of the unvaccinated was lost, on the unvaccinated was lost. And we should all be very thankful for that. Yeah. Gotta say, gotta agree. The only thing that stands in our way now is the fear that the fucking other side carries with them still to this day. That's really it. They fucking scared. All right. Ted. Yeah. All right. Um, It's not the Patriot Party pod on DLive. It's just Patriot Party pod. The problem with DLive is the chat. It's okay. Yeah, but I don't know how to get it over here. Yeah, I know. We need another monitor. That's another. It's another. Well, we talked about pulling my computer and doing that. Shut up. There it goes. Okay. Um, We can do that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anywho. So yeah, Patriot Party Pod, just Patriot Party Pod over on DLive. Or we also broadcast on Cannabis and Combat on DLive. Um, So uh, head on over there. And, and we uh, broadcast Cannabis Combat yep. on Twitch too. Uh, Before we go, real quick, do me a favor, pull up that last uh, website at the, the far right. Our friend over at uh, Anti Degeneracy Clips and News mm-hmm. um, asked if we would just show this post that he uh, he put up. Will do. Um, so I don't know if y'all saw that. So Jamie Lee Curtis had put up a, a tweet, right? Um, and in the background, on her wall, apparently, that's the picture. And she deleted the tweet. 
but it was too late. A naked child stuffed in a box. Uh huh. That's that's the. It's very um Podesta. Too late, you sick fuck. We all saw it already. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. I yeah. love it. So uh, y'all go uh, on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, go check check out uh, antidegeneracy.clips.and.news. All right. So anti-degeneracy clips and news. And um, I got to get on there and follow that one. Yes, absolutely. So. All right. Yeah. Anywho, so we'll be back tomorrow for Friday. Yes. Fun Friday. Won't be because I got to work tomorrow, but uh, yeah, that's going to kind of suck. Yeah. I got to work tomorrow. It sucks. But. Absolutely. Lindsay, you're right. You don't trust one with that short of hair. You, you just can't No, something about it. I, know. I don't know. I know. I don't know. It's like a dude. You. Either way. Okay. Uh, since we got booted from everything, we only got, <laughs> just, like, we only got booted from one Twitch channel. It's and, really funny. And I'm going to, appeal it no don't don't because i don't want him to look any further than that i i don't want him to start looking into all the backups because okay. once they get into that whole fucking scoop of bullshit then we're not going to be broadcasting anywhere uh, that's true okay, so, so we'll it. just we'll adjust we'll fire switch over and we're going to move mm -hmm. and we're going to use this camouflage to just hide and we're just going to keep doing i mean what it's we do. indefinitely suspended so it's, it's, it's we're like never we're bringing back. it back so it's gone it's gone we're just going to fix it and we'll take this channel and we'll make it our new our home okay. either way Yes, uh, the first the first switch with Thomas runs we got booted too. Yeah, we did. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that was your fault too. <laughs> I know, like that's always me. All the rants that you go on, and somehow it's always me that gets us booted from Twitch. And I don't get mad very often, but when I do, it's fire. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's enough to get us fucking booted. So either way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, yep. five forty-five for Liana's Lounge, and Liana will be back tomorrow morning at nine oh five. Mm -hmm. You can check her out over on the Pilled side, and uh, great show this morning, Madame. Yep. I got to listen to quite a bit of it, and uh, fire, fire, fire. Keep doing it. I had somebody who'd never listened to you before listening. And he said, who is this chick? I got to check this shit out. So, uh, yeah, keep doing it. Um, it was really funny because he wanted to listen to Bongino about halfway through the day, right? So mm -hmm. we turned on Bongino. Mm -hmm. I said, stop. Like after the first story, I just said, stop. Can't do it. And then we put our show on. Mm -hmm. Then we kept working. And then when we got done with our show. I went and put Bongino's show back on. Uh-huh. Bongino's show and our show from last night to this morning. Almost the exactly same thing. Exactly the same thing. Of day. course it was. Every story that we talked about last night, Bongino uh -huh. covered this morning. That's hysterical. I was laughing so hard. Matter of fact, somebody went in the comments on his, I want to say it's Apple side. Uh -huh. So why does this sound like, and then put a link to our show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's he going to do tomorrow? I fuck if I know. He's going to have a tough time. We didn't give him all the content. Lanes, I got to actually log into my creator site there and I will fix all of that. Yeah, we'll 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 do that. We'll we'll have to adjust everything. It'll take us, you know. It'll take whatever. us a little bit. Just Especially give us a minute. Especially cuz has to work tomorrow so he won't be able to do it like he normally Fridays he's off and he gets I to do play my on computer, computer shit. But, so, yeah. So, so we need to uh We'll fix it. It yes. will be fixed. Just chill. If you're just coming back over, I got you. 
appreciate preach preach it's all good preach all good okay so all we right. will uh we will see you again tomorrow yep. night 5 45 for liana's lounge you at six o'clock the show starts promptly mm-hmm. be there be square mm-hmm. uh and it's a friday so who knows what the fuck's gonna happen tomorrow night either way yep. for uh myself the mick and Vlin. Vlin. we will uh see you tomorrow night fuckers y'all have a good night have a great night thanks for watching